Ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son, into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Alleluia, the Spirit of the Lord filleth the world. O come, let us adore him. Alleluia. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the people with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 132 on page 508. Lord, remember David and all his trouble. How he swore unto the Lord, and vowed a vow unto the, unto the Almighty God of Jacob. I will not come within the tabernacle of mine house, nor climb up into my bed. I will not suffer mine eyes to sleep, nor mine eyelids to slumber, neither the temples of my head to take any rest. Until I find out a place for the temple of the Lord, and habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. Lo, we heard the same at Ephrathah, and found it in the wood. We will go into his tabernacle, and fall low on our knees before his footstool. Arise, O Lord, unto thy resting place, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints sing with joyfulness. For thy servants David's sake, turn not away the face of thine anointed. The Lord hath made a faithful oath unto David, and he shall not shrink from it. Of the fruit of thy body shall I set upon thy throne. If thy children will keep my covenant and my testimonies that I shall teach them, their children also shall sit upon thy throne forevermore. For the Lord hath chosen Zion to be an habitation for himself. He hath longed for her. This shall be my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have a delight therein. I will bless her victuals uh, with increase, and will satisfy her poor with bread. I will deck her priests with health, and her saints shall rejoice and sing. 
There shall I make the horn of David to flourish. I have ordained a lantern for mine anointed. As for his enemies, I shall clothe them with shame, but upon himself shall his crown flourish. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 39th chapter of Ecclesiasticus. But he that giveth his mind to the law of the Most High, and is occupied in the meditation thereof, will seek out the wisdom of all the ancient, and be occupied in prophecies. He will keep the sayings of the renowned men, and where subtle parables are, he will be there also. He will seek out the secrets of grave sentences, and be conversant in dark parables. He shall serve among great men and appear before princes. He will travel through strange countries, for he hath tried the good and the evil among men. He will give his heart to resort early to the Lord that made him, and will pray before the Most High, and will open his mouth in prayer and make supplication for his sins. When the great Lord will, he shall be filled with the spirit of understanding. He shall pour out wise sentences and give thanks unto the Lord in his prayer. He shall direct his counsel and knowledge, and in his secret shall he meditate. He shall show forth that which he hath learned, and shall glory in the law of the covenant of the Lord. Here ends the first lesson. O Lord, will I praise thee, though thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away, and thou didst comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name. Declare his doing among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. World without end. Amen. Here begins the second chapter of the first epistle to the Corinthians. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them 
to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we speak also, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? but we have the mind of Christ. Here ends the second lesson. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty God, who has committed to the hands of man the ministry of reconciliation, we humbly beseech thee by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit to put into the hearts of many to offer themselves for this ministry that thereby mankind may be drawn to thy blessed kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who has at this time deceased the hearts of thy faithful people, by sending to them the light of thy Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things, and evermore to rejoice in his holy comfort. Through the merits of Christ Jesus our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the same Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen.
O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither unto any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Today is the first of the three Ember Days uh, in the week of Pentecost. Ember Days are um, days of prayer that occur four times a year. The word Ember comes from a Latin word for, for four times. Um, it happens um, in uh, Advent, in Lent, right after Pentecost, and then mid-Trinity uh, season. And the Ember Days are, are Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. And they were, for a long time, the church days of prayer uh, and really focused on spiritual renewal, fasting and prayer, and the spiritual renewal of the church. In the Anglican tradition, it, it, it's come to be more associated with prayer for uh, development of, of clerical vocations on the Ember Days, uh, uh, deacons and, and those uh, aspiring to, to holy orders have to give Ember Day reports uh, at these four times a year. But I think the, the more ancient sense of, of renewal of the whole church, a day of fasting and prayer for, for the spiritual life of the whole community is an important emphasis because uh, the development of, of, of uh, vocations to sacred ministry flow out of a more vibrant prayer life from the whole congregation when you find a, a whole a, a body of christ a manifestation of the body where there's not a vibrant spirituality and prayer life you don't see a lot of development of vocations uh, similarly as you uh, you know when there's um a corporate vibrancy there are those who feel called um our lesson from uh, Ecclesiasticus uh, today, it's an apocryphal book. This is a collection of books written between the time of the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament. We don't put these books on the same level as the scriptures, but we read them for uh, instruction and understanding, and, and they have a lot of wisdom in it. The passage today is 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 actually meant to contrast the previous pa passage of Ecclesiasticus was talking about the working man, the smith who's working all day, uh, and he, he called the working uh, man the, the sort of fabric of society, keeping it humming along by the labor he offers. And then he goes to this chapter where he says, but contrast it with the, the person who can give all his time to, to study of the Torah. And he can draw, he, he travels, he observes life, he, he, he uh, develops a kind of wisdom in the law of God. And this actually taps into what historically in the church has been the distinction between what's called the active life and the contemplative life, uh, where, um, you know, there are people who worked in the world, and then there were people who gave themselves completely to contemplation. That uh, it, for most of us, there's a kind of a combination of this thing. 
where we spend some time doing work, but we also have the, the ability in our, in our world to spend some time in the study of the Most High. So it's usually a relative thing for us. We have work to do, but we also have the ability to withdraw and study. And it reminds us that this ability to, to withdraw, to, to pray, to receive God's word and spirit in a new way is, is an essential, that balance of, of active and contemplative uh, and some are called to more of one part of that, and, and some are called to more of the other part of that, but all are called to a balance. And this leads us into the New Testament lesson where St. Paul picks up on the wisdom theme from Ecclesiastes, but he, he talks about the, the, um, the wisdom of God being revealed in the cross. He was determined to know nothing except Christ crucified. And he kind of makes an interesting point because one of the one of the attacks on St. Paul that he's defending himself against in Corinth is that he wasn't a very good preacher. It didn't seem to be very physically attractive. And there were other preachers who were more uh, skilled. And so he says, my, I came to you, my, my preaching wasn't great, and I was with you in weakness, so that um, what happened in you could be shown to be done by the power of God and not by my own impressiveness. And this he brings out there for the wisdom of God is really revealed through the cross at the point of human weakness is the point where God's power is is made manifest. And this is something we learn. This is wisdom of the spiritual life because we're always praying for you know, answers and strength and want things to go well and we're drawn to the impressive. But God comes into our life most powerfully when we feel most weak. And, and we're most at wit's end, and we have to say, you know, like Moses up against the Red Sea, you know, we're stuck here, and then God comes in. So we remember the wisdom of God is, is manifest in our lives through the cross and in our, in our rhythms of, um, you know, spiritual renewal of, of rhythms of work and contemplation to remember always that, that to come to the end of human strength is the beginning of where God uh, does his work and to continue in prayer and to see the wisdom of God worked out as our weakness comes to its end and God's powers made manifest in our, in our lives. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind, that the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better mind. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed and grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, <clears throat> give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Wednesday. Thank you, Father John. Thank you, Father Thank you. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you, everyone.